0: Let me encourage you, the Word of God today. Uh, I've taught for weeks about living by the truth, but this this morning I want to go a different direction to encourage you. Churches had hard and difficult times. Uh, at this, in our time, in our time, in our generation, there's so many difficult things, and, and I know many of you, or some of you, been touched by difficult circumstances in in different ways but we have the hope of in christ we have hope in christ we have comfort in christ we have actually not something that we say on sunday but we have the victory in christ jesus the world again is not going to become a better place to dwell Nowadays, even to, you know, the world is becoming so rapidly changing. that even if it's to, to, to call he, a person he or she is a problem. To fill some forms is a problem. And you may be persecuted for referring to someone as a he and a she. You say it's not happening in our nation. I'm not prophesying. But you know what happens in the other world, in the other part of the world comes to our nation. It's sent quickly to our nation. In other words, things that we have known to be the norm and it's just, humanly speaking, those natural things are being redefined by the devil. That you who stand in righteousness may be thought to be strange, may be thought to be an alien, ever heard of aliens, that because you live right, because you are living for, by the word of God and you're living for the Lord, that you may be thought to be an alien. That you may be thought to be judgmental. That is so common. Uh, judgmental. You judge us. Church, if we are not going to stand firm with the word of God moveable, it will not be easy to live in this world. But the word of God has been tested, has been tried, and has been stood all generations because he's God. And believers in Christ, or believers before, before us, believers in Christ, and those even before the cross, have stood for the Lord and believed the Lord and stayed with the word of God, and went to heaven knowing that they have a victory. The devil doesn't have the last, last word. God does. And amazing thing is this He lives in us through His Spirit. So I want to encourage you this. I really encourage you, church, it's not the time now to stop doing what you've been doing, walking by faith. Oh, let me read the scriptures, then I, I can explain. Our, we have entitled the message. Looking unto Jesus. How simple that is. Look at look and live. Look unto Jesus. In Second Timothy chapter three, verse one, it says, but but know this. Now this was written about two thousand years ago. But know this that in the last days, perilous times will come. Now, that having been written 2000, about 2,000 years ago, how much more in our generation, church? In our time. Perilous times will come. Most likely may say this, perilous times has come. Okay, now look at this. Thing. That word perilous is harsh. Harsh. Savage. Savage is untamed. Some people act as if they're untamed. Some some people, especially on social media, they're untamed. They're like wild cats. You know, untamed, savage. Are you seeing that uh, the destruction that was happening on, on Wednesday? That is being untamed, really. Those are spirits that come upon people. But they behave like, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if uh, animals... Had a, had a lawyer and you say they behave like animals, animals will take you to court. They will say this, we don't behave that way. <laughs> Untamed, savage, perilous is difficult, difficult. Talk about the world, you have difficult economies. Difficult, dangerous. You feel like sometimes it's just dangerous? I mean, uh, just dangerous times. It's painful. Oh my goodness, you you meet with people suffering. So much in pain. Emotional wounds. Fierce. Grievous. Hard to deal with. Hard to deal with. And listen this. The word describes a society that is barren of virtue but abounding with vices. I'll say it again. The word, this perilous terms, the word describes a society that is barren of virtue, but abounding with vices. Do you feel that way? I mean, in our, in our, in our nation? It's sad to see some things that are happening in our nation that are difficult, that are dangerous, that are painful, that's fierce. And, and uh, the, the Passion Translation says this in the same scripture, 1 and 2. But the Passion 1 and 2. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. Extremely fierce. And then it goes on to say, people will be self-centered. You've noticed that? That's why we need to walk in the love of God because people are self-centered. That's why we have to be uh, to walk in the love of God. Lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. My goodness. People are obsessed with money. I had one of the Nigerian now comedy. I think it was last year know year, I saw it being being uh, uh, posted I think it's that I don't remember even those people their names but I think it's the uncle in that angel I think anyone who knows that don't look at me Mark. you see the, the, you all you know these things <laughs> I even I'm not so sure but you do <laughs> but he was asked and I cannot act like him he's a comedian I'm a pastor but he was asked like uh, So, what is your vision for this year? Money. What do you want to accomplish this year? Money. What is your purpose for living in this year? Money. Then he was told, let's set aside, let's put aside money and answer me. So, what is actually what is it that you want to accomplish in this year? The money that you've put aside. <laughs> that's being obsessed with money. So let's put the money aside. That's the money, the one that you've put aside. That's, that's what I want to accomplish. That's terrible. That's terrible, church. obsessed with money the way to deal with that as a believer is to listen to the Lord of what he speaks about money. He will circumcise yours and my heart and will never be obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant, Pride, you know, strut is a display. <laughs> it was To strut around is to display around in the arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. Ignore their own families. Have you realized in our courts it's increased over uh, so-and-so who is supposed to be paying... Uh, money, or what do you call it, upkeep for a baby somebody, mama, and, and they are not ba- paying. You know, I shall think, like, why do you bring a child and uh, not even help that child to get a good life? And anyway, as a Christian, it ought not to be happening, because you know those how they come in. You understand? They come to the world in a certain way. You you understand? But why? Why would that happen? But they they even ignore their own families. They'll be ungrateful and ungodly. But let's look at, the whole of it is wonderful. Let's look at verse 10. I want to read from the New King James Version, what it says, verse 10. Listen to what Apostle Paul says. But you have carefully followed my doctrine. All this is going to happen perilous times. But he says this, he speaks to Timothy and he says this, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. Can we read it please from the Passion Translation? Let me go over there. Pay attention to this, it will help you. Sometimes you may go through things and you think you're all alone. Listen to this. But you, Timothy, have closely followed my example and the truth that I've imparted to you. You have modeled your life after the love and endurance I've demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. One thing I will assure you in this ministry, we'll never give up. Amen. We'll continue doing what we believe. We are called to do. And he says this. The faith I have, you now have. So he says all these things are happening, how perilous times, difficult times, but he tells him this, you have closely followed my example. In other words, church, he's telling Timothy, you followed my example, you don't have to change because the world has changed. You need to stay with the things that you have learned. And then he says this, I've demonstrated my ministry not giving up. The faith I have, you now have. What I have hungered for in life has now become your longing as well. The patience I have with others, you now demonstrate. It's got that verse. verse, And and listen this. And the same persecutions and difficulties I have endured. You can check out of the things that you went through and still endured. He says this, you have also endured, yes. You know all about what I had to suffer while with, with, well in, in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. You are aware of all the persecution I endured there. This is wonderful. What follows next? Yet, yet, the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. Hallelujah. He's been talking about all these difficulties, all that people are going to go through. But he tells Timothy, stay in what you've learned. In other words, don't change by, by, by now not getting into the word of God. If it's giving, you've known about tithing. You've known about giving of offerings. You've known about being generous. You've known about being kind to people and walking in love. Don't change that. Things come and change. Things come and go. But if you can stay with the word of God, again, is unchangeable. It remains the same. Now, so he says, yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. Let's go to verse 12, please. For all who choose, how many? All who choose to live godly as worshipers of Jesus, the anointed one. You didn't want to read this one? You don't want to read this one. For all who choose to live godly as worshippers of Jesus, the anointed one, will also experience what? Persecution. Who? Those who live godly as worshippers of Jesus. Actually, those who are believers in other nations, it's it's been happening, of course, for for years, but even in the so-called developed countries, now you've been persecuted for, for Jesus by laws that are being passed. So you arm yourself with the mind of a winner, no matter what happens in this world. Let me say some things over here. Let's go to Psalm 34, so that you can see something, verse 17 and 19. Can you start from verse 16 to see if we can can have context of it? Verse 16, please. But the Lord has made up his mind to oppose evildoers. Hallelujah. And to wipe out even the memory of them from the face of the earth. Now that's the scriptures. And then he says this, look at this. Yet when holy lovers of God cry out to him with all their hearts, this is what will save our nation. Yet when holy lovers of God cry out to him with all their hearts, the Lord will hear them and come to rescue them from all their troubles. How many? All their troubles. So all what you need to do is to be who? Lovers of him. Righteous people. Pursuing his will. But look at this, verse 18. The Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. It's painful times. But he's close to those whose hearts are crushed by pain. mm <clears throat> Excuse me. And he is always ready to restore the repentant heart. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have some more. He's is always ready to restore the repentant heart, the repentant one. Look at verse 19. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what. They face. That's a shouting ground right there. Amen. Hallelujah! Even when bad things happen to the good and godly, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. Do you think? Do you feel like something terrible is, has happened in your life? Listen, to this: the Lord is there to save you and not let you be defeated by what you're facing. That's His goodness, church that is his goodness let's go to second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 and you see something there <clears throat> so remember it's the same scripture talking about from verse one perilous times or all that difficult hard to deal with and, and it's all together then he says this to Timothy remember what you are taught from your childhood now why is that so? Because his mother, his mother was who? Lois or Eunice? Eunice. And Eunice, okay. His mother Eunice or vice versa. His mother Eunice and the grandmother Lois. So which is which? Okay. You, you know, you, you have to, to do your Bible study. Either his mother Lois or grandmother Eunice had taught him about, uh, taught him the Holy Scriptures. And so Apostle Paul says, remember what you are taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the Anointed One. So what does it call us to do as parents? Teaching, stay right there please, teaching our children the right ways. I encourage you parents, Take time with your children. Don't leave them to the teachers because of what is happening. You know, in other nations, actually, uh, parents are deciding to homeschool their children because of all that is happening, the aggressiveness. Now, this is what it means then. We have to teach our children first. So that even when they are facing those difficult times, they will not be moved. They already have the word of God. They already know what to do. And and they, they don't have to be told whether you are a girl or a boy. They know I am he or she. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. Now I know as I'm speaking to you today, in July 2023, you think like, oh, that's not coming here. I beg your pardon. I'm only 50. The world is pushing their agenda to indoctrinate people so that they don't even know who they are. Do you know what is being, do you know what is being actually targeted? Your identity. And as a believer, what will be targeted more is your identity in Christ. Because the devil knows it's only our identity in Christ that will defeat him completely in everything that he tries to bring in our generation. Pastor, I thought you were going to speak to us of breakthroughs. Breakthroughs, financial breakthrough. Yeah, I can speak about that to you. I see you having breakthrough. I've already spoken to you about that, so that's over. <laughs> I thought, Pastor, you're going to speak to us this morning about breakthrough. Breakthrough, and then we sing our songs about breakthrough, and we have carol dancing about breakthrough. That's good. But you know, this is also based, founded on, grounded on the word of God. Is so critical to the breakthroughs that you are going to experience. We're preparing so that when those millions and millions of billions come in, you will not descending as posticals. From the Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> that we can still have you in church. Pastor, I'm away. Praise God. I'm in the Mediterranean cruise. We just came from the other one in Hawaii. Please, <laughs> we'll be seeing you in church. Papa. look at this then. It says, remember what you are taught from your childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom, to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the anointed one. Look what follows next. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. The breath of God. Listen to what the amplify, the, the Passion Translation says there. Uh, there's a note that it, it has given there. It says this, the word of God is inspired. Listen. Scripture is not simply a book that tells us about God. It actually contains God. That ought to have made you run around. (laughs) It actually, scripture doesn't tell us, it's not a simple, it's not a simple, simply a book that tells us about God. It actually contains God. His breath is embedded in his word. His breath is embedded in his word. That if you... Think about this in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. What did God do? He breathed into the form that he had, he had made out of dust. The breath of life. So then, those are words actually spoken by God into existence. So his, his word carries his breath. When you have the word of God inside of us, what happens is this. We are carriers of life of God. We become unmovable by what happens around. Difficult times may be, but if we have the Word of God, we have the breath of God in us. We have the life of God in us embedded in our, in our, in our hearts. The word becomes flesh in our lives. No matter what happens in this world, we can stand firm and strong. Amen. We've noticed prices are changing. What do you think is going to fix your life? Increased salary? No. Have you ever had people like, <laughs> I've, I've seen, I think they do that on Saturday newspaper, Nation newspaper, that they say that I earn, some we find like, I earn 450,000 shillings per month and I'm in the debt of uh, 30 million. And there's one who's there who's thinking, "I'm earning that five thousand. If I could only earn sixty thousand, my life will be better." Illusion. Just <laughs> so is a reality. But listen this: but the just shall live by faith. Have you noticed that when your salary increases, what happened? Your needs increase, yeah? <laughs> you are believing God for a six-figure salary, before then you had like 60,000, then you get 100,000, then the house increases. You have to take to know how to, what to do, actually. Or else it becomes that way and that way, and you find that people live that way, and then they retire, and then they get the retirement benefit, and they say they want to get into business. God wants you to renew your mind to think different and to rely on his word to help you even what no matter what is going to happen in this world no matter the difficult times that are going to come into this world that you are stable because his word does not change amen his word does not change in in verse 15 uh, sorry in verse verse 17 let's go to verse 17. Then, what will happen when you do that, then you'll be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Our pursuit, church, as individuals, is to do God's assignments in our lives. I was asked by a certain individual asking this, like, how are you able to get uh, the, the funding so easily Concerning these projects, I says because we do what we say we are going to do. Amen. We 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 whatever we say we are going to do. That's exactly what we do. Thank God, like he's, you know He granted us the funds for for those three classrooms and bathrooms over there, before even we began digging. Anything, it's already provided for. I mean, I was so blessed, like. Uh, uh, Dikoman was in Malsabit this past in, in Rendileland. <laughs> that is our home. When I meet with people from Malsabit County nowadays, I tell them I come from Kor in a village called Nagan Village. And I, I, I spoke to a certain Rendile woman. And I said, and my name is Wakene. <laughs> I said Wakene, yeah, I'm Wakene. They gave me that name. is God sent. So my Rendille name is Wakene, not Makena. So don't don't confuse the two. <laughs> Wakene, W-A-K-H-E-N-E. So I tell them I come from Nagan village, in 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 uh, Rendille land. I'm a Rendile. But but look at this then. He went this past Wednesday, and we needed some money to be able to do that. Amazingly, we had the money to be able to do the, to go to the go with the surveyor to go and check out where we can drill a borehole, and then we can we can pipe that water to the village. So I'm looking forward to see how much is required for us to be able to do that to that village and to take that to a school, which again they said they want to give us that school. We haven't agreed yet. We are listening. Jesus said, you count the cost. (laughs) Count the cost before you begin. Saying, yes, this is our school, heritage leadership, no. You better be knowing what you're getting involved in and you hear the Lord Lord concerning it. When you know the Lord wants us to get involved with that, it becomes so easy because he'll provide. This is my point. God wants us to fulfill his assignments. In his assignments, there is provision. In his assignments, there is provision. Recently we had that business meeting with uh, Mr. Pius Mishiri. I'm telling you, he spoke some wonderful things. And he gave a testimony when it looked like they, they were in such a such pressure in their, in their organization, in their company. And he started crying out to the Lord, what am I supposed to do? Is this my time to quit? Is this my time to leave this organization? And the Lord told him, no, it's not a time. He said this, listen to what I'm about to tell you. He said this, it changed to be a job to an assignment. When that is in place, provision is available. When it changes to be, uh, it, it ceases to be just a job it be, and be an assignment, provision is available. Listen to this. Because if they say they are not going to pay you and you are sent God, by God there, you, you will stay there and you will not have to join the rest with the placards, because you are on assignment. So God wants us to do what? Perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives us in the midst of perilous times, difficult times, hard times. God wants us to acknowledge his assignment. Let's, let me go back to that definition of perilous. is harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. The word describes a society that is barren of virtue but abounding in vices. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. But look at what he tells him. Let's go back again to verse, verse 15. I want you to connect that. He says, remember what you are taught from childhood. In other words, for you and I, when you are exposed to the word of faith, when you are exposed to the, to the word of God and the way to live, remember what you've been taught all the years. It's not a time to start looking for something new. All people do that. They look for something new. Let's look for something new. No, the Word of God is is alive, and it will take you over no matter what happens in this world. So don't start looking for something new. This is then you'll get something new. You're not supposed to be tithing anymore. You'll you'll be given. You'll be told something new. Or now they say we'll sell to you a handkerchief. And you put it in your in your in your home. And you'll wake up, we'll have breakthroughs. We are selling handkerchief. These are people looking for something new. Listen to this. Remember what you are taught from childhood from the Holy Cross, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the anointed one. And verse 16. Every scripture has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. The breath of God, it will empower you by its instruction and correction. Church, it will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction. Did you see that? Giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. The society becomes ungodly, but those who will be going to be instructed by the Holy Spirit and follow the, the what the Word of God says, they're going to be deeper in the path of godliness. In other words, depths in God is what going to overcome what is in the world this time. Not a lukewarm person. And he says this going further. He, say, he says this for every. Go please to verse, verse 17. Then you'll be God's servant, fully mature, and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. <clears throat> Look at verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, in other words, remember, remember Apostle Paul has just been writing, Chapter eleven, and again, it wasn't written with chapters and and, and script, I mean, uh, chapters and verses. It was a letter. So he says this in verse one. He says, therefore, after having come from verse chapter eleven of faith. So he says this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares, and let us run with endurance. The rest that is set before us. Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. I love that always. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Have days changed? Times changed? Yeah, they keep changing. But listen to this. We have one assignment. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endure the cross, despising the shame, and are sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me let me define to you that word looking. The word looking is you 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 away from, you know, in other words, you turn your eyes away from something so that you can see something else. You you understand? Away from so that you can see something else. The word signifies undivided attention. Looking unto Jesus. Let me say this the devil likes drama. The devil likes drama. The devil likes drama. He likes attention. And you know how he operates? Through destruction. He distract, distracts someone so that he can be able to cause a, a, a disaster. But if he can stay focused, no matter what happens then, if you can stay focused on him, listen this, he's calling you, he's bringing all this drama around you, but you set your eyes on him, on Jesus, listen this, you'll have to leave. Amen? I'm telling you, church, People are distracted in our generation. People are distracted. For me, now this is me, okay? This is not in the Bible. This is me. Multitasking is being distracted. Now, know, ladies, don't stone me. <laughs> if I'm doing something, one, one thing I'm focusing on, just that one thing. Now, ladies... That's okay if you do multitasking, but for me, when I'm doing something, I want to do it and finish it. But this is the point here. There's so much distraction in our generation. Can you stay the whole day without looking at your WhatsApp? Huh? What about status now? Status now? Status now? That's really distraction. Nothing bad with it but is how much time do you give to it? I mean, I mean, let me give, throw something here. It's thinking about looking at Jesus, when you wake up in the morning, is it the first thing for you to start looking at status, WhatsApp or posting something? or is it do you start the day with the Lord first? I forgot to read the Bible, I just don't understand that. You know, people say, oh, today I forgot to read the Bible. You better say, I forgot to have breakfast. Anyone who ever said, I forgot to have breakfast? Is, do, do you have anyone who's ever forgotten to have breakfast? Anyone, you, you woke up one day and you forgot to have breakfast. <laughs> and and then it's lunchtime. and we say, I forgot to have breakfast. I've not had breakfast the, the whole day. No, then how much? how much the word of God. Looking unto Jesus, one of the meaning is this, signif- signifies undivided, undivided attention. Looking away from all distractions in order to fix one's gaze on one object. I remember, I remember I have to try to keep it up even this time. But I remember when you are quoting, and I had the opportunity of Tina accepting to sit down with me to talk. You know, even if someone else passes, you're just looking at her. Finally, this is happening. I'll spend the rest of my life with her. Oh, God, thank you. You're faithful. She's accepted me. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's focus. Anyone who's ever been in love? Little ones, please. Don't, 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 don't lift up your hand. <laughs> But it's just focus. Lady, how is it like, now I'm not trying to have you sin, but how is it like, he says, I want to get married to you, and he's all over. You better come out of that engagement. <laughs> You're about to get into a trouble of a distracted person. But listen this, when you are in love, when it's your passion, you be focused. You be focused. You use all your energy to make sure that you are focused because you love that person. Jesus is the author and finish of our faith. What do we do? Looking at him one of the meaning is this. Uh, uh, again, I said I say the word signifies undivided attention, looking away from all distractions in order to fix one gaze on, one's gaze on one object. Looking unto Him. I'm looking unto Jesus. Oh, but there is uh, this, uh, you know demonstration and you don't know what's going to happen I'm I'm being laid out maybe I'll be laid off from my job I'm looking unto Jesus I'm gazing at Him. we don't know what is going to happen after this because things days are difficult I'm looking unto Jesus I'm looking unto Jesus the prices have gone high I'm looking unto Jesus I did, was it in December last, last year? Before then I used to have 14,000, I'll use about 12,000 actually fuel, 12,000 uh, going and over Christmas, same distance. This time I spent 30,000 this last December. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Can you imagine? 12, I had to start asking Dickon Norman, how much did you spend? He said, I spent 30,000, said, so, what? Same, how much were you spending before? 15,000, doubled. Now, I'm not being uh, negative, but do you think it's going to come down to 15,000? Huh, come on, that same distance? Do you think it's going to be 80 shillings per, per liter? Huh? Come on now, let, let's talk. Oh, you you do these things so much in media. Now when you are being asked in church, you, you, you're you looking at me as if you just landed from heaven. <laughs> do, do you think it's ever going to be 90 shillings per liter? Fuel? Prices? Okay, let me ask you something. Uh, We used to come, I think, the first time we used to come from town to Kasarani, or here in Kasarani, boarding Matatu. I think we used to pay about 20 shillings, and it was expensive to me. Nowadays, it's how much? From town? Come on, I can hear you. 80? It used to be 20. We used to use our faith. If you are left by that bus, Curtis bus, Use your faith to come to church. It was a lot of money. Jeff is laughing because he knows those, those days. All of us look like we are from a refugee camp. <laughs> I've seen some photos of some guys, you know, in, in 2000 and 2000, man, they look like they're from a refugee camp. We, we all looked taller. And and that was such a struggle Just to come to church But listen this It used to be 20 We still use our faith Listen this Faith doesn't change because prices have gone high If you've given yourself to faith Even when the prices go up You still go use use your faith That's the privilege we have As believers in Christ church Really, it's a privilege. It's, it's favor. Like the one it's been, it has been said that favor ain't, ain't fair. It's true. It's not fair. For us believers, it doesn't look like it's fair. If we are living by faith, it doesn't matter the prices. God will preserve us. Amen. God will preserve us. He'll keep us strong. He'll keep us provided for. Sometimes I tell people and they say like, ah, oh, it's because, you know, you, you. Say, hey, you've never been to places that I've been. You've never been to places that you, uh, maybe many of you have not stayed hungry the way I, I did for a long time. Probably some of you have not walked in this city the way I walked, even coming to church walking. Worn out shoes, we'll walk all the way from Dandora down there face four. And or to Kasarani, and early in the morning to come arrange, arrange church, you know, to, to prepare for ushering. But I always carried my brush, shoe brush. That when I get, I start you know cleaning my shoes, and I'm ready to serve. And some sometimes also you have to go to the washroom many times to freshen up, because you're sweating a lot after or having worked for a long time. What about going for overnight prayer meetings? Walking a long distance to go to all those overnight prayer meetings. So many of those. Going to preach and you don't even how how you're going home after preaching. That's the time the Lord has said, this. I don't want you to borrow from any person. You preach. You're done. I mean, I've received an offering, I think, an uh, offering of 20 shillings thereabouts. People have given so many coins. <laughs> I remember why it was so difficult. I preached in Isli in a certain meeting. And then uh, I was given an offering. That offering was not enough to take. It's, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock in the evening. That was not enough to take me from Isli to town and then from town to Babadogu. That was not even enough. That is an offering. I got into into a matatu from easily. So you're going to town at night. Now from town to Babadogo you're going to connect. God bless you. You don't know, but God is working. I, I don't know how many times this this happened. But but I got. I remember that evening. I got into the matatu, and I've been saying, I've been confessing the scripture in a in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 11, 30, he who wins souls is wise. Because he had gone out actually to win souls in, in Italy. And then I, I got into the Matatu and the, this Eritrean man looked at me and he said, you don't have to pay. I thought, God heaven, <laughs> you know my need. Sure enough, I didn't pay. I got to town around nine nine thirty, probably nine thirty. I'm not so sure. But then I got into my matter to go into to Babadogo. I'll buy an egg and a little, just real an egg and a little bit of ugali uh, flour. That's when I learned the, the 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 word from our regular Western community. They call it gorogoro. As an island, Gorogoro, you, you, you <laughs> we used to buy in a certain place called, you know, such places, you know, I don't know where they get these names from, as a place called Kariadudu. Why a place will be called Kariadudu? I just don't understand that. But I had a brother from Western, and he'll go buy some Gorogoro, Goro, you know, of, of maize flour in Karyadudu, and, and Karyobangi, those size. And come with it. So at least we had some goro. Get an egg, cook all it. One egg. That time I think it was uh, down there in Kariadud will get eggs at three bob. At that time, but just use one egg and you eat, and I'm I'm ready to sleep. On the following day, I'm ready to go. I didn't die, but listen to this. I'm still learning to live by faith. Do you know actually, church? Those things still keep me today. Those principles are the same, they have never changed. God is calling his people to live by faith than ever before. So if we can go into this. So looking unto Jesus, the author finished. Listen to the amplified amplified uh, version. Oh, another another word for that. To, to express that in Hebrews 12, 12 it says this, having eyes for, for no one but Jesus. Having eyes for no one but Jesus. In Hebrews 12, to the Amplified Version says this, looking away from all that will distract us. Come on now. Looking away from all that will distract us. And then what follows next? Next. Focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. In other words, we look away from all that will distract us. And focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. In Hebrews twelve two, the same, the Passion Translation says this. We look away from the natural realm. And we focus our attention and our expectation on Jesus who bathed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Listen to this. If you're walking with God, no matter how difficult things are or difficult times are, life becomes better. I'll say it again. If you're walking with God, no matter how difficult times are, your life becomes better. It doesn't matter what is happening. Why is that so? Because remember this again, church, the word doesn't fail. The word doesn't fail. Some of these these things that you are supposed to to be aware of is this, don't allow strife. Don't allow any kind of strife with others. Walk in love. Just choose that. I'm going to walk in love, no matter what happens in in this life. Because church, Where you find strife, you'll find confusion. Where you find strife, you'll find confusion. You'll find division. And there is no peace at all. So guard your peace no matter what happens in our generation. Guard that as being precious precious to you and unto the Lord. So we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation on Jesus who birthed faith faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Now, good governance in a nation is important. But listen, church, that is not our salvation. That is not what is going to save us. Good governance is not going to save us. Looking unto Jesus, looking away from the natural realm, we focus our attention and expectation on Jesus, who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Listen to this, listen to this statement. It is a gaze upon Jesus, full of expectations, that He is enough. I'll say it again. It is a gaze upon Jesus. Full of expectations that he is enough. Is Jesus enough in your life? Really, he is. He is. It is a gaze upon Jesus full of expectations that he is enough. That we can look at him, we can focus on him, undivided, give him undivided attention, and say this Lord, you are enough. I'm not looking for anything else. <laughs> I tell, I tell, there's someone who was saying, like, uh, someone we're talking, and he, he talked he talk to a lot. And he started saying about, I uh, don't know, uh, another, some have another wife another wife and he said, and you, Pastor? I said, I have one. I'll be married to her this coming August. She'll be twenty years. And I'll be faithful to her. Listen this. And she's enough. I thought all men are going to say, Yeah, brother, Pastor, I agree with you. Mine is enough too. What are you looking for? You kept quiet. You should have been shouting. <laughs> I'm not looking for any other. Amen. She's enough. I don't understand those getting two, three others. Mine is enough. Amen? So look at this. You have the same attitude towards the Lord, and you say this, he's enough. He's enough. Oh, but we need to do, he's enough. I'm going to rest right there upon his goodness. God is enough in my life. I can tell, I can say that without even blinking. I know that he's enough. But there, there are things that have, hap- have not happened in your life. Yes, I know that, but it's enough. The things that I haven't experienced yet, but it's enough. I hope in him. My faith is in him. My faith is in ability. I would have told you when I, was, when I found out, when I was 23, I found out about him. I would have told you when I turned 30, 40, i tell you when I've turned 50. I'll tell you when I turn 80, 90, he has been enough. look at this. Let's go to a scripture here in First Timothy. What time do you want to go home? When you finish? In the afternoon or evening. (laughs) Let's let's look at it from the Passion Translation. Let me show you of contentment. And I'm not talking about uh, poverty mentality. You, You understand? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about poverty mentality. I'm talking about believing God. Believing God. You're in that situation right now. What do you need to do is to believe in him. Focus on him, on his goodness. Look at this. Let me read, just do some reading. Are you in 1 Timothy chapter 6? Verse 6, let's start from verse 6. I wish I could start behind before then, but let's start from there, verse 6. We have a prophet that is greater than theirs, so you need to go read out in your own time to see which prophet is greater than theirs. Theirs is who? Oh, yeah. Hey, you did some English in school? Yeah, you need to to go and check there for. You know, you understand? So we have prophet that is greater than theirs. Our holy awe of God to have merely our necessities is to have enough. Oh, pastor, but, oh, that's upon you. To have merely our necessities is to have enough. Look at this, what follows next. Isn't, isn't it true that our hands were empty when you came into the world? Mamas, did you ever see a, 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 a child coming out with shillings? Huh? Any mama who gave birth to a child and they came out with gold, holding something? Listen to this. Isn't it true that our hands were empty when you came into the world? And when we leave this world, our hands will be empty again. We may put title deed in your hands, but it won't profit you anything. Now look at what he says over here. Because of this, food and clothing is enough to make us content. Food and clothing is enough to make us content. So actually, I'm looking at contented people here. All of you have clothes on, and good clothes. And I haven't seen you on, you've eaten something. You may not know what you're going to eat next, but at least you've eaten something. We came, we came to this church in meetings, and we didn't, we didn't know even what you're going to eat. Let me say about myself, we used to have morning service, it ends at one, and then 12:31, and then afternoon service, evening service begins at four. In between the breaks, I don't think if I'll, I ever had money to eat, to buy anything for food. I'll be I'll be talking to other Bible school students. I'm t- telling them about the word. They say, "Can we go buy you some something?" <laughs> Anyone who was there? Anyone who ever we were there in Victory Faith that time and? And between lunchtime and evening, you didn't have food to eat. I'm seeing some few hands, some few overhand over there. Okay, yeah, several others. Miss Ruth was driving a big vehicle even at that time. She, she's the one who'll buy lunch for others. Chris, you always had, yeah? Oh, okay, you're not my class then. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. And, and during that lunchtime, I'll just be, minister in the world, fellowshipping. And I don't know how many times my friend, uh, our friend is in China now, Henry, a Ugandan. He told me, David, just go and eat. Oh God, I left early in the morning to come and serve as a nurse. I didn't have even food, but I'll go and eat. I'll be bought for food. There's a certain lady, we are in the Bible school together, and the Lord impressed her to buy me food, uh, to buy me food. tea and mandazis and chapati every day. She did that for months. And I asked her, did did I look hungry? (laughs) (laughs) She said, actually, the Lord impressed me. Thank God. (laughs) The Lord impressed me to buy you. And she told me the Lord impressed her. Good Lord, I was traveling all the way from Dandora to Westlands Mosmic Plus, we called it Mosmic Plus at that time, on Mdidi Road. And I had no money, nothing. I no. no you know, I haven't eaten, I'm, I'm in the Bible school. I'm eating, for a man shall not live by bread alone, but by everyone. <laughs> everyone that is coming from the mouth of the, that's what I was listening to, the word of God. And she decided she was going, I was with her recently, she's an aunt of John, actually. Uh, she, she decided, I was just talking to her and said, Joyce, I'll never forget. God used you to feed my belly for months. And listen to this. When you are graduating, this is a, these are guys who came from, looking, came from just well-to-do families. I remember one of, I was giving a testimony after we've graduated and they told me this. Davis, I remember James is a pastor in, in, a, in Australia now. I don't know if Philip is in the U.S., but Philip and James told me this, Davis, we used to wonder how much money you had because every break time, you'd go to eat. (laughs) I thought, this is is amazing. (laughs) They they thought I had money. No, I had faith in God. (laughs) He provided for 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 my for my food. All oh, every almost for months actually. That was available. Pastor Wade told me that I hugged you, Davis. I thought this boy is this this young man is a spirit. He doesn't have a body. I told me, you are no no flesh. <laughs> Listen, I was believing God. I really was. Um, I mean, Tina tried to shape me after we, we, gave, we got married. At least my, my suits, have you noticed, they, they fit. They are always oversized. <laughs> I have some photos, they're oversized. I had no food in my, my belly, but listen this, God help me, God help me. So now I can buy food for people. I can buy food for strangers, you know, just stranger. Really, I'm saying, can I buy this for you? I can do that. I'm thankful to God. Amen. I'm thankful to God. Now, I have to think about what I'm not supposed to eat. You know, so that's the time they start telling me eggs. You know, they don't eat this guy. We used not to think about eat everything. <laughs> eat everything. White bread, white bread, brown ways, brown. We need we. <laughs> We don't care about that. Oh, you don't eat margarine and all that. We didn't know about margarine. We knew blue band. Blue band is blue band. Margarine is foreign to us. What is margarine? As we, if you are going to buy margarine, say, "Give me blue band." Now that's, that's the only thing that we knew. But isn't this is is developing your faith and trusting God? Developing your faith, trusting God. <laughs> Tina, Tina told me that. Uh, you've heard me probably say this, that our first date together, she said, she said that you took me to Masters in, a, in a Luth, the junction of Luthuli Avenue on Tomboya Street. That's the place which I used to go buy chips when I was in high school. I said, sweetheart, you didn't know even how that money came. It came by faith. <laughs> I remember Henry told, told me that, so what has she said? Are you going to meet with, with her? Yes, let me sow. He sold 1,000 shillings. You think I was going to go to Kenyatta Avenue? That was not going to be enough. But you know what I tell her now? I can take you to any restaurant that you want to go to. Yeah, I can take you to any restaurant that you, you, you want to go to. He said that you have to keep on building your faith. Listen to this. Isn't it true that our hands were empty when you came into the world? And when you leave this world. Our hands will be empty again because of this food and clothing is enough to make us content. Let me see, I'm finishing. And then go to the next one. But those who crave the wealth of this world sleep into spiritual snares. They become trapped by the troubles that they come through their foolish and harmful desires, driven by greed and drowning in their own sinful pleasures. And they take others down with them into their corruption and eventual destruction. Go to the next one, please, verse 10. Loving money is the first step toward all kinds of trouble, all kinds of trouble. Just the circumcision of it, I'm telling you the truth, through tithing and being generous towards others. The heart will be circumcised from that love of money. Some people run after it so much that they have given up their faith. You've seen that? Some people run after it so much that they have given up their faith. Craving more money pushes them away from the faith into error. Do you remember that spirit of error? Craving more money pushes them away from the faith into error, compounding misery in their life. What is the key here contentment godliness with contentment other scripture says actually godliness with contentment let's read verse 11 12 so you wind up timothy you are god's man yes davis you're god's man so run from all these errors remember that spirit of error again instead chase after true holiness Justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. That's what you're supposed to be chasing after. Chase after true holiness. Church, the Lord knows how to deliver the the godly. Chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. And go to the next one, please, Verse, verse 12. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hands upon eternal life for this is your calling, celebrating in faith before the the multitude of witnesses. Let me make one statement over here. In a gaze upon Jesus full of expectation. It is a gaze upon Jesus full of expectation that is enough. There's nothing we need away from him. He is our everything. There is nothing we need away from him. He is our everything. <laughs> everything. you ever heard of a story of a hyena talking about Gezi? He saw a certain man walking and then kept looking at the hand knowing that somehow it's going to be tossed away. <laughs> you, you understand? Just, the, 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 the hyena just kept looking at the hand. Because thinking like one time, that man, as he's walking, the way he's swinging his hands, it's like he's going to be tossed away so that the hyena can eat. That's focus. That's <laughs> focus. Just focusing on this one thing. And what we are supposed to do is. Focus on Him. Focus of Je- on Jesus. Who is He? John one one. He's the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Focus on Him. Guess on Him. There's nothing we, ne- we need away from Him. He's our everything. Listen Romans 11.36, Amplified Classic Version. 11.36, Amplified Classic Version. Let's read together, please. Just think about this before we read. It is a gaze upon Jesus full of expectations that he is what? He what? Did you all go home? He is what? Enough. And listen to this. There is nothing we need away from him. He is our what? Everything, church. Everything. Look at, let's read together. For from him and through him And to him are all things. For all things originate with him. And come from him. All things live through him. And all things center in. And tend to consummate. And to end in him. To him be glory. Forever. Amen. So be it. Where else will will you be looking? If he is what? He is in him. From him and through him are, and to him are what? All things. That's the person you're supposed to be spending time with. For all things originate with him and come from him. What thing do you need? Are you seeing it covered? For all things originate with him and come from him, all things live through him, and all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in him. To him be glory forever. Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. That's our focus, church. Prices will change. People will change. Especially now, you know, you love people. Especially in pastoring. You love people, you'll be with them. They change. All of a sudden, they don't want anything to do with you. (laughs) They just left. Spend time with them. Pray with them. Love them but they leave you. What are you going to do? You still focus on Jesus. Amen? I'll never forget one one lady, oh my goodness, that was a Sunday. I remember she she just, I was right there hugging Pastor Sway and Carl and she said, oh Pastor, you are the best. You are the best, pastors. Oh, I love you. The Sunday after, she was no longer there. And that was the last time we saw her in this church. I was surprised. In fact, I had so-and-so did this, and they say this about, about the pastors. I thought, what? People change. Listen, but there's one who does not change. Church, I encourage you. By the masses of God, even if things look so difficult, don't let go of your faith gaze on him stay with him sing love songs to him talk to him adore him tell him who he is your everything and you'll be amazed stand up let's go to psalm 49 assistant the passion translation please assistant stand up stand up on your feet for sure I'm finishing you didn't know I was finishing hmm Listen listen to this song, it's so amazing. A poetic song by the prophetic singers of Korah's clan. The Passion Translation. Listen, one and all, both rich and poor, together all over the world. Everyone, listen to what I have to say. For wisdom will come from my mouth, words of insight and understanding will be heard from the musings of my heart. Come on, continue, please. Oh, is that verse 3? Go back, back verse three. For wisdom will come from my mouth, words of insight and understanding will be heard from the musings of my heart. Figure, God, go, continue. I'll break open mysteries with my music and my song will release, read, will solve. That's 5 Just keep going. There's no reason to fear when troubling time comes. Even when you are surrounded with problems and persecutors will who chase at your heels. They trust in their treasures and boast in their riches, yet not one of them, though rich as a king, could rescue his own brother from the guilt of sins. Not one could give God the ransom price for the soul of another, let alone for himself. That is the only person who qualifies to do that is who? Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. A soul's redemption is too costly and precious for anyone to pay with earthly wealth. The price to pay is never enough to purchase eternal life for even one to keep them out of hell. The brightest and best along with the foolish and senseless, God sees that they will all die one day, leaving their houses and wealth to others. Even though they name streets and lands after themselves, hoping to have their memory endure beyond the grave, legions in their own minds, their home address is now the cemetery. Have you seen that? Have you realized all the names that they are being named in town? Those people are no longer here. They have a different address and a cemetery. Now look at this: the honor of man is short-lived and fleeting. There is little difference between man and beast, for both will one day perish. For the next one: such is the path of foolish men, and those who caught everything they say, for they are here today and gone tomorrow. Pause in His presence. Is that the last scripture? A shepherd called death Is that? Yeah. has them leading them like mindless sheep straight to hell. Yet at daybreak, you'll find the righteous ruling in their place. Every trace of them will be gone forever with all their glory lost in the darkness of their doom. But I know the loving God will redeem my soul. Raising me out from the dark power of death. Taking me as his bridal partner. Pause in his presence so don't be disturbed when you see the rich surround you the glory of their wealth and full display for when they die they will carry nothing with them and their riches will not follow them beyond the grave though they have the greatest rewards of this world and all, and all applaud them for their accomplishments they will follow those who have gone before them and go straight into the realm of darkness where they never see the light again so the last scripture. So this is the way of mortal man, honored for a moment yet without eternal insight, like a beast that will one day perish. And then let's see, is that the, I thought that's, that's the, the last one actually is so this is the way of a mortal man. but listen to this church, we're not mortal. We have the immortal one indwelling us. So we are supposed to be living for him on a daily basis looking unto him. In other words, I'm showing you that scripture to realize, for you to realize this. There's one you're supposed to be looking at. There's one that you're supposed to be pursuing and not anything of this world. Do we need money? Yes, God has said that. He gives us money. He gives us wealth. He gives us power to get wealth. But listen to this. Our focus is Him and Him alone. Hallelujah. Can you please just lift up your hands and thank the Lord for His goodness and His mercy. There's anything that has been troubling you? Just look up to Him, the author and finish of our faith. His name is Jesus. May you be truly the refuge of each and every single person, Father. Just listen to this message. they make up their minds that you are more than enough. Master, the world is changing but that does not surprise you because you've already given us your word. I pray for comfort. I pray for peace. Peace. I pray for a change of priorities in your people's lives, strengthen their will to serve you. I pray for the one that have faced painful moments. God of all comfort, I release faith for their healing and comfort healing their wounds, healing their hearts, healing them from disappointments. Father, I pray, heal your people. And I release that healing of emotional issues. Delivering your people from fear. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus granting your people peace, your peace. Set your mind on him. Set your mind and your heart on him and he'll deliver you. He'll show you the paths for you to take. Disentangle yourself from associations that are dragging you away from his presence. And start focusing on him. It's not how many people you'll have around you. But it's the person, the right person being with you. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Father, I'm asking you that you may grant your people discernment. To discern the times. To discern the seasons. And to help them to be strong in your will to fulfill the assignment that you have in store for them and you have placed in their lives. I bless your people in the name of Jesus. I speak provision in the name of Jesus. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. I speak strength in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, and I praise you. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Gaze on him, church. He'll help you day after day.